Hey y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all week going? Like, when I be asking y'all this stuff, I really want y'all to DM me at <laughs> the Christian Bay underscore. I changed my Instagram name, y'all. It's no longer at Pretty Little Jazz. I changed it to the Christian Bay underscore. And it's like, I don't see nobody else with the Christian Bay, but Instagram wouldn't let me have the Christian Bay. So I had to put the underscore. But if you just type in the Christian Bay, my picture should come up. And then you could put an underscore if you want to. But yeah, Instagram was tripping. But yeah, um, I changed my Instagram name to at the Christian Bay. So I want y'all to be DMing me, responding to the questions that I be asking y'all. Like, that would make me so happy. So y'all. Y'all know I got a little word for y'all or whatever. I was studying, and God led me to study the book of Colossians. I think I'm saying that right, Colossians. And this is one of those episodes where if you got a journal or a notebook, just whip that thing out. Like, just pull it out right now because I got a little word. I got got a little something, something for y'all. So when I was reading this, I really liked it because it kind of gives, like, um, answers to you know like walking with God and it kind of gives instructions and I feel like so many people be looking for like clarity and stuff when it comes to their spiritual walk and they don't know where to get it from and it's just like this book is just like perfect to explain it so I did write down some things in the book because I read the whole chapter but I wrote down some keynotes in the book that really stood out to me so I'm just going to go over those keynotes with y'all in this episode And you can write it down, and if you go and read the book of Colossians and you get a new little snippet or a new little word from it, DM DM me, I can't talk today, DM me and let me know, like, the word that you got. I would love to hear it. So the first thing that I wrote down in this book was that producing spiritual fruit also leads to spiritual growth. When you have an understanding of God's will, it impacts every area of your life in a positive way. Now. The verse that I got this from, I got this from chapter 1, starting at verse 9, and it says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And that point, like, that verse really stood out to me because it's like when we go through trials and tribulations, sometimes it's just like, wow, like, is this really worth it? Because we know that, like, when we get tested or when we go through different molding um, seasons, we know that God wants us to produce fruit. He wants us to grow. But it's just like sometimes we wonder, is it really worth it? Because the test seems so hard. But what I got from reading this was that the harder the test is, the more you grow. And not only that, it's like a double win. Like, that's what I put in my notes. It's a it's a win-win situation. You cannot lose in it. You cannot lose the trial and tribulation that he put you through because you already have the victory. He wouldn't have put you through that trial and tribulation if he didn't think that you could overcome it. So you cannot lose in that aspect. You already going, you know you're going to defeat it. You got faith. You got God. You're going to defeat whatever trial and tribulation it is. But not only that, when you defeat it, it's going to create new, it's going to produce new fruit within you. So new fruit of boldness, new fruit of reassurance and who God is, new fruit of faithfulness, new fruit and confidence, new fruit 
and reassurance and just knowing that if God brings me to something, he's going to bring me through it. Every time you overcome a trial and tribulation and you get past it, you get more confidence. You get more faith. Your back stands up more straight. Your head gets a little bit higher. Every single time a test comes at you and you ace it, you almost get a little cocky because it's just like you keep leveling up. So that's the first win. And then the second win is the growth. So the growth, and it's like the fruit and the growth, it seems like they go hand in hand, but I categorize them as separate because the way that I look at fruit is like um, your spiritual fruit. So your spiritual fruit would be you gaining more patience, um, you being more loving, you being more compassionate towards others. Those would be your spiritual fruit. So that's one aspect of the win. Then the second aspect of the win would be the growth because I feel like your spiritual fruit leads to a change in your physical actions. Mm, that's a word. So your spiritual fruit leads to a physical change in your actions, meaning that you gain spiritual growth. I mean, I'm sorry, you gain spiritual patience. So now you're not cussing people out as much. That's growth. Now you're not speeding through traffic, blowing people. That's growth. Now you're not snapping and hanging up the phone on your boyfriend. That's growth. And that growth came from the spiritual fruit that the trial and tribulation created. So it's just like it's a win-win in every aspect. So that was the first thing that I wrote down. And then verse 11, it says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. So in that aspect, when it's pertaining to our spiritual walk, I underline that, and I feel like that's important because we get all these promises from God. You know, when you first start your journey, you get all these promises from God. You see how good God is, and we're so encouraged. But then as soon as trials and tribulations come, it's just like, whoa, whoa, God, you didn't tell me about this aspect of it. I didn't know this was something that I would have to go through if I was going to follow you. But right here in verse 11, it says, we pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power and have endurance and patience. Why would I need to be strengthened or why would I need to have patience and endurance unless I'm about to enter a race, unless I'm about to enter a competition? What do I need to be strengthened for? What do I need endurance for? For what? Unless you know that with following God, there will be different tests and there will be different trials, and he's letting you know this is where you're going to tap into to get the power and the strength and the patience that you need to overcome it. The great thing about God is that anything that he brings us to, he equips us for it, or he lets us know where we can get it from. So tap into me to get my strength, tap into me to get my patience, and this is how you're going to beat this thing. But the problem with us is that when we come to trials and tribulations, we try to rely on our own strength. We try to rely on our own knowledge. We try to rely on our way of handling problems in the physical, not understanding that this is a spiritual battle. And the only way you're going to beat it is tapping into the spiritual. That leads me to the second thing that I wrote down, which is which is found in verse chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse I could start at verse 21. So chapter 1, verse 21, it says, This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Now, I literally put exclamation marks in my Bible next to this. And I feel like 
it relates to us when we go through trials and tribulations and where we need to tap into his presence because it says right here that God brings us into his own presence because this is where we're holy and blameless. This is where we don't have a flaw. This is where all of our power is found. This is where we're our highest self. This is where we're our smartest self. This is where we can get all the strategic strategies that we need to overcome anything that life throws at us. It's in his presence. That's why he brings us in his presence. And what we fail to realize is that when we get in situations in life and we begin to rely on ourselves, we step out of his presence. And when we're out of his presence, we're no longer, we're no longer holy. When we're out of his presence, we're no longer blameless. When we're out of his presence, we have all the flaws. It's literally night and day. Step into this light and you're blameless. Step into this light and you're holy. Step into this light and you cannot be defeated. Step into this light. You have all the power. Step outside of this light. I can't help you. It's literally like simple. It's literally simple. It's literally common sense. If you're not here with me, I cannot give you what you need to overcome this test. I cannot do it. So it's like that's why I mentioned earlier that I love this book so much because it literally makes it black and white. Following that, verse 23 literally says, but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. This is the NLT version. The contemporary English version says, but you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. Faith. You must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news. It's literally giving you directions. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. In order to get through the trials and tribulations, you're going to need strength, you're going to need endurance, and you're going to need patience. In order to get those three things that you need, I need you in my presence. Because in my presence, you are flawless. In my presence, you have everything you need to overcome it. This verse is telling us that while in the presence, it will be hard still because you still know the tests and the trials and tribulations that you have, but stand firmly and rooted in your faith. Continue to believe the truth because that's another thing. Like sometimes when we're going through trials and tribulations and we tap into God's presence, if God don't move in the first five minutes of us tapping in, we tapping out. Oh, you ain't hear me praying? You ain't see me fasting for a half a day. You ain't see I went to church this Sunday, and you ain't changed nothing yet. We tap out, not realizing that sometimes we got to plant our feet in. We got to get rooted. We have to stand firm. And the great thing about those seasons where we do have to stay in the presence longer to get the miracle is that the longer you stay in the presence, the higher the impact of the miracle. It could be a level one if you had to stay in the presence at a level one. You went to church one day, the miracle happened the next day. Yeah, that's cool. But imagine going for a month and still waiting to see something change. When that blessing hit, it's going to hit different. And it's not really something that I could like, explain to you. It's just something that you got to experience to really know where I'm coming from. When you're really waiting and you're really pressing in for God and you're really standing on his word, when that thing comes through after you've been having patience, after you've been pushing through, after you've been ignoring the things that you see in the physical, and when that blessing comes through, it changes your way, your life, and your perspective like no other, like a minute miracle wouldn't have. Because that's what we want. We want minute miracles. 
We want quick. We want right now. But God wants to give us something that's everlasting. God wants to give us something that's going to really plant down the seeds of faith that he desires for us to have. So in some seasons, you will have to stand firmly. In some seasons, you will have to stay deeply rooted and endure the trials and tribulations before God brings you the miracle that you need. Y'all got that or I'm talking too fast? Like, I I really love this word. That's why I'm like, really, like, I'm like jumping ahead of my notes and everything. But, like, I was really just like, oh, my goodness, like, this is good, okay? <laughs> the final thing that I wrote was, well, a little side note that I wrote was, we want perfect, we want the perfection that comes with God, but not the persecution. And then I put in parentheses, it's me, I'm we. <laughs> because you can't have one without the other. If his, if his word says that we're made perfect in his presence, but his presence, God's way is the narrow road. Nobody wants to take God's way because that's the harder way. That's the way with the test. But you cannot have a testimony without a test. We just think we're going to get the testimony. We just think we're going to get the platform without building the foundation. We want the microwave miracle. We want everything easily. But what God wants us to realize is that us standing firmly is what activates and releases blessings in the spiritual realm. Us standing firmly is what makes God move. There's a story in the Bible, and I keep, I've been thinking about it for the past two weeks. I can't remember what book it's in. But there's a story in the Bible, and it talks about how there was this um, man of authority. He had, like, soldiers and stuff that worked for him. And I might have talked about this recently in another podcast because, like I said, it's been it's been on my mind for like two, three weeks now. It just keeps coming back to me. It must be the word that God has for me in this season. But there's a man of authority. He has like soldiers that worked for him, and he needed um, Jesus to come heal to come heal one of the soldiers. No, he needed Jesus to come heal him, and he sent his soldiers to tell Jesus, and Jesus began to come to his house to heal him. And while Jesus was on the way, he sent. Um, more so just to tell Jesus, don't even come to my house. I'm not worthy of you coming here, but I am a man of authority, and I do know that when I tell my soldiers to go, they go. And when I tell them to come, they come. So I know the power in words. So you don't even have to spend time coming here. All you got to do is send the word, and I know I'll be healed. And that man was healed. That stopped Jesus, and Jesus healed him because that man was standing firmly on what he believed. He didn't have to see Jesus walk through his front door to believe that Jesus was going to heal him. He didn't need no sign. He still had his trial and his tribulation of sickness while he was telling Jesus, you don't even got to come here. Just say it. Imagine what would happen if we get that type of faith. You don't even got to put the money in my account. Just say that it's paid and it's paid. I don't need to see the comma. Just say it's paid. Imagine. Say I got a business without me having any products yet. Say I'm going to graduate and I'm failing all my classes right now. Just say it. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to let me see you. Just say it, and I know it's done. That is the type of faith that makes God move in a in a fast way. So, because I can go on and on, y'all. I can keep going. Like, I'm literally flipping through this book. And I just was writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. But I really just wanted to share this word with y'all. 
the power of being in his presence, the power of understanding where your power comes from, the power of standing firmly in faith and speaking faith when you don't see anything changing. Speak in faith when you don't see anything at all. The power that's in that and how it causes God to move quickly and release things. So I pray that, you know, I kind of went off, you know. <laughs> I hope y'all got some points to write down. I pray that it at least one thing that I said touched one person. I pray that it really spoke to y'all how it spoke to me reading this book. And it's crazy because it's not even like a long book. Like it's like um one page and a half. But I feel like the content of it is so hefty and it means so much. It's literally telling us like when stuff gets tough, remember the reassurance that I gave you. Remember the hope that I deposited within you before you came up to this trial. That's everything that we need to get through life on a day to day. I'm faced with a problem. I got to remember God's word. And once I remember God's word, I also got to tap into his presence because that's where my refuel is going to come from, the end. That's the book summed up. That's our walk with God summed up every day. Whatever problem you encounter, let me tap into his presence and let me remember what he said, point blank period. And then after I tap into his presence and I remember what he said, I'm going to stand firmly and believe it and speak it. That's it. It's easy. Sometimes we take our relationship with God and our spiritual walk and we try to complicate it. That's it. That's what it is. So if this touched you guys, if you guys had any other pointers that you got from listening to this or that you got from reading the book, DM me. Let me know. Talk to your girl. <laughs> Y'all can email me. Um, my email is thechristianbay at gmail.com. I pray that this touched y'all, and let's pray out, okay? <laughs> Father God, I just want to thank you for this word. I just want to thank you for the way that it filled me, and I pray that it fills everyone listening to this podcast, Father God, I just want to thank you for another day to even have the privilege of tapping into your presence and reading your word and getting reassured of the plans of prosperity and and abundance that you have already set out for us, Father God. We know that you've ordered these steps, and we know that all things work together for our good, but we also know that faith without works is dead, Father God. So I pray that everyone listening to this podcast has a new level of faith, Father God, but not only that, I pray that they also get a new level of obedience to do the work that's required to activate the faith, Father God. I pray that you just continuously mold us into who you created us to be. I pray that you create in us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit. I pray that you align our our vision with your spiritual vision, Father God. Allow us to see everyday situations the way that you see them, Father God. Allow us to respond to people in a spiritual way, the way that you would respond, Father God. Allow us to respond in love and patience and caring, Father God, and wisdom, Father God, with clarity of what you're doing in every season of our life, Father God. I pray that you make us sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Father God, and allow us to maneuver through life with your glow written all all over us, Father God. I thank you and I love you and we will forever praise your name. In Jesus' name I pray, we pray, amen. All right, y'all. 
I love y'all. I want to thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Y'all see the new name. Y'all see the new pictures, the new Instagram name. Like, we coming up to fourth quarter. I got a lot in store. Like, I'm low-key, like, rebranding in a sense, but the message, the content behind everything is the same. The Christian Bay, where Christ and Culture connects, the spiritual voice of the culture. Like, your girl is stepping deeper and deeper into identity, and I just want to thank y'all for being on this journey with me. Thank y'all for listening to the words that God gives me. And I will talk to y'all next week. Well, hopefully I'll talk to y'all before then because y'all going to email me and DM me, you know. So I'll talk to y'all soon. Love ya. Have a good week. Bye.